welcome to the No Risk Business Performance Podcast, where we discuss all things very small business, from the challenges to solutions to failures and victories. I'm your host, Judah Boulay, and I'm ready to roll, so let's do this. All right, guys, so welcome to another edition of the No Risk Business Performance Podcast. Today, my guest is Scott Ramage from VAs for Gyms. Um, I met Scott many moons ago when he was with the Level Method and another great organization. Um, so Scott and I have had uh, a three-year business relationship um, going on at this point. Um, Scott has worked with many, many, many gyms um, during his days at the Level Method and saw the different ways that their businesses performed. And now he realized that there was a need for help for gyms and he created VAs for gyms, which VAs, if you don't know, stands for virtual assistance. Um, and it's a product that I use. Um, and I think it's a really beneficial product for um, gym owners, especially if you do not want to hire somebody um, and come deal with all the costs that come associated with that. So Scott, introduce yourself some more, tell everybody what you do, and then, uh, we'll get right into it. Right on. Thanks Judah. As Judah mentioned, uh, as you mentioned, you, you know, we've known each other for three years and, um, I was working in the fitness industry with level method, which was an awesome opportunity and, uh, met a ton of amazing gym owners, uh, really great people. I've, I too have owned a gym sold it to relocate my family five, six years ago, but I've been in the industry for a long time. Um, VAs for gyms was born out of my own need, basically to buy back some of my time doing, uh, another project that I, I engage in as well as working full-time for level method and my own small, um, entrepreneurial, uh, <clears throat> skirmishes, if you will, <laughs> on the side, I was time deficit big time. And I was, what, what that does is it eats into everything. So work quality goes down, quality of life goes down, quality of sleep goes down. And, um, I was no, no longer being able to practice what I preach, which was be a good steward of your time. So I dove into what I was told to be an impossible task to hire a VA. And like you said, a VA is a virtual assistant. I have had people say, oh, that's really good. You're supporting our veterans. I'm like, oh, no, actually, this is a virtual assistant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and <clears throat> it, I, 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 I did my due diligence. I did a lot of research. I interviewed people who had successfully hired and kept on great virtual assistants. And I did uh, several courses, many, many, many hours of research. And then I went out and found our first VA, her name is EJ. And she basically removed a 40 hour a week load from my shoulders and really not only took over a bunch of tasks and things that I was doing repeatedly and doing not very good. Uh, she improved those processes and made them way better and was consistent, but also added a ton of things that I wanted to do, but I just couldn't because of bandwidth. And um, I would share that because I was, I was at the time, as you know, I was I was running a gym mastermind for the level method for gym owners. And, uh, I was talking to them about, you've got to, you've got to get your tasks delegated. You, it, it, your coaches aren't the right people to usually to do these things. Like they love coaching. Don't make them do other stupid stuff. And so, um, I was 
shouting from the rooftops. And the message I heard over and over again is like, I tried, it sucked, it didn't work. And um, finally, some one of them, a good friend of mine, Carl, asked, it convinced me to let him use ours. And with that experience, a, a, a little light went off. It's like, this is not something I can hoard. This is something I need to share because I am so passionate about business owners taking control of their own lives. You need to own your business and your business not own you. And you know, Judah, like you can get sucked in that vortex so fast because no one will do it as good as you, but that is not the truth. And I found out personally because everything I had her do learn, she just improved. Right. And so now we have um, a team at this point of 19 wow. professionals. I mean, these people are incredible doing what they do best. So when a, when a gym or a, actually we serve all sorts of businesses, when a gym or business comes in um, and they have all these different things, they may have a team of 10 different people working for them under our umbrella. We're hiring, we're firing, we're training, we're managing, we're overseeing. And so that's, that's really what we do. And the whole thing is, is we are so passionate about like helping small business owners, VSBs, very small business owners take control back of their life and their time because whether they want to spend it with family or whether they, they want to spend it um, doing something else that that doesn't matter, or if they want to spend it on their business, working on high level level things, this is the leverage they need. Right. One of the things I learned when I went through the Goldman Sachs 10 K small business program was if you want to grow your business or improve your business, you have to remove yourself from the business. And if you're just bogged down, with task after task after task that is below your the business owner's pay grade, you're never gonna find the time or enough time to step out of the business and really work on your business and improving your business. And you know, I think one of the things, and you probably can um, vouch for this, is that a lot of small gym owners don't value their time properly. Like oh. they see themselves saving say a hundred dollars a week in admin tasks in terms of hiring somebody out. All right. Um, you know, by doing it themselves, but you know, that 10 hours or, you know, that 15 hours, however many hours it is, is 15 hours that they could be doing something at a higher, um, stage or higher level than the tasks that they're doing at hand. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so true. When I first started working with my business partner as friend, he was he was really challenging on the value of my time. I mean, he brought this to me to the forefront of my attention very early in our relationship, uh, three plus years ago. Uh, now my business partner Josh, he said, "You you you've got to calculate how much your hour hour is worth." Because I said, "I hate mowing the lawn." He's like, "You do you know your your hourly value?" I'm like, "Well, no." He's like, "So he told me how to figure it out. I figured it out," and he's like. <clears throat> So if you're not mowing lawn, that's how much you, money you can generally pr be producing. Will it be an, a one-to-one -one match? No, it might actually be uh, an, like exponentially higher, um, but you are literally stealing from yourself by doing that. And I'm like, I can't afford it. He's like, you can't afford not to. And, and that was a lesson I learned. And hey, if I loved mowing the lawn, great. It gives me energy. It was a great thing. It doesn't. In Texas, it's horrible mowing the lawn because there's dust everywhere and you're just sucking dust. Um, so the the lesson was was 
pretty hard for me to grasp as a multi-business owner. I've owned brick and mortar businesses. I've owned online business. I've owned a gym. Um, they were all successful in their own right. They were all amazing, but I never latched onto that fact that I didn't have to do everything. And that literally Judah, I was not the one who could do it the best. I just wasn't. I thought I was because I'm the only one that cares, but I was not the one to do his best. But we're all burned by the employee that we say, oh, God, it would be awesome to have you do this. And then they suck at it or they're not passionate about it. So they kind of hit and miss or they're just okay at it. Or if they're really good, guess what? That $20 an hour is going to soon turn into $25 an hour. And then you add payroll taxes and then you add the, the all of that stuff. And it's just hard to manage. But the truth true uh path to success is buying yourself time right so you've worked at many gyms um over the years um what are the areas what areas do you see that most gyms are or you know um and when i say gyms i'm talking about the very small business uh, businesses what areas do most very small businesses struggle with the most mostly it comes down to consistency and so they have the all these things they want to do and they're the only one that will they, like, you know, the issue I'm talking about. And so they literally are very inconsistent with it or they're not doing it. So even things down to like, you should be having reports hitting your desk every week, every other week, every quarter, every month that are giving you absolute insight into what's going on because you need to be proactive in the way that you act instead of reactive. And the biggest thing I see is most gyms, um, BSBs are, operating on a reactive stance. Now, if you're really good at doing that stuff, um, then you probably have another gap. So that's one of the huge ones. The other ones are time sucking, energy sucking things like social media. It's one of the biggest places we help. And we, you know, we've taught you how to tap into what we call the social media machine. I actually um, stole that statement from someone else, but we, we taught you how to do that where you do a thing and it turns into social media for a couple of weeks and we're producing uh, scheduling and the whole nine yards. But also a lot of gyms and small businesses don't have standard operating procedures. They don't have SOPs. And even just having a, um, a process which we teach on how to get create SOPs created for what happens inside of your business. A lot of gym owners, me included in the past, I have a gym, I have a cleaner, they come in, they clean, uh, they get sick of it, or they get a better job, they quit. Now I'm doing it. And then I'm hiring someone and then I'm walking them through it, take a couple hours, show them how to do it and rinse and repeat. I mean, you know, this is just a super easy example. Well, if you have a really great SOP written and in your handbook, it takes time. Well, our team is incredible at writing SOPs and I teach people how to write the S or how to get that out of them how to get it from like, how do I get from here? It's done. You've spent the hour doing it once now. It's now in an SOP and it lives. So someone off the street, you, they can walk in here. You're the cleaner, hand them that. And that's all you got to do. That's it. And so just getting some of those systems and things into place. Um, and how many times I, I'm this guy, I'm like, I have a vision in my head, what I want done on a, on a social media post. And, but I want to make a Canva or I want to make some sort of art and I spend so much time doing it. And it's like, it's like a time warp. I look up, I'm like, I can't quite get it right. I look up and it's two hours later and I'm doing the stupid thing. That's going to hit 10 people will see. 
it's important. It's super important. But now I just throw the idea down, send it to them. And I get like four versions back. I'm like, holy crap, I couldn't have done this in a lifetime. Right. And so th this, that's just like a, 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 uh, a toe into the pool, dipping your toe into the pool, things like weekly, bi-weekly updates to your Google page. That will massively boost your business because where it's the first place people go, they go to Google. Mm -hmm. And so like having somebody go in and do all of the things that you're supposed to do that most people don't know about consistently without fail is going to massively boost your search optimization in Google. Now, when you say, so with the, the consistency and like the reports, then people don't bother doing reports and I end up being reactive. Um, that's obviously something that you have your people do for gym owners. Yeah. I mean, we, we won't create things for you, right? Like we're not going to magically say, Hey, here's what you're going to do, but we have systems in place that help you identify what you need and then, um, send the messaging to our team directly actually, and where we can come in and then take care of that. The beauty of it is, is I'll, I'll tell my team like, Hey, I need this and this is how you do it. And I'll kind of walk them through how you do it. Typically, very frequently, they'll come back and say, I found a better way. Can I do it that way? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I mean, I have my social media manager right now. I told her, hey, I want you to just spend a little time doing a little more research on, you know, optimizing people's pages just so you, if someone asks, you're ready. Well, okay. That's what I asked her to do. Within a week, I, I believe this is two weeks ago. She had report to me of what she'd done to every single one of our clients' pages to optimize it. She's like, I did this with this, this page. I did this with this page. She sent me screenshots. It's like, I didn't ask her to do that. Right. But she's just going in and optimizing our clients' pages. Right. It's nothing that you would have ever thought about. And then right. she's putting like call to action buttons on there. And she's, I, I, I'm like, I, and so. Right. All the things that a small business owner don't, doesn't, a, doesn't have time for and doesn't probably know about. You have and, to research it. And yeah. you have to research it. And you gave, you hired somebody and without having to micromanage them, they have the autonomy to go in and make your business better without you doing anything. Yeah. Except for getting, you know, like the base camp email every day of like what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we definitely use that tool to communicate and communicate what you want done and what's being done. Like you, Judah, you have eyes on everything that's happened. You can be as involved as you want, or you can be as hands off as you want. I have clients where I approve everything for them. Everything just happens. And I have right. clients who are very involved and, and will be extremely finicky. Like, I don't like the look of that. That's not our branding until we get it right. And then it's like, Oh, this is cool. It's yeah. Approved, approved, approved. Right. So it's, it's a fun process to watch. No, it's awesome. So uh, the stuff that you guys have done for me, um, has been, it's made my life so much easier. Um, just entirely. Cause I don't have to waste my time doing stuff. I don't want to do, um, nor stuff that I don't know how to do or stuff that would take me like hours more than what it's taking, you know, the, the trained people you have working for you. Um, Awesome. So, um, as we, so what's your goal for, um, for VAs for gyms? You know, is it, you know, it's VAs for gyms, but like, <laughs> you know, like, so it's like your target market is right there, but like, how do you plan on helping other very small businesses? It's, it's, 
it's so similar. I mean, there's nothing different at this point. It, it, and it, quite honestly, it was an easy place to start as marketing because it's something we knew. But when you look at a very small business, man, the needs are the same. They still need someone. We can run payroll. We can run bookkeeping. You still need all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's apples to apples. I've owned, uh, I've, I've owned a bike shop, brick and mortar bike shop for many years. And the things I did there were the same as I did running the gym. So at this point, it was just for a good place for us to start. It, it, it's really not even a good name. It's just, we used VAs so people understood what we were doing. We refer to them. When I talk to my team, I call them my team, but they know that I consider them VPs, virtual professionals. Right. Because they are, most of them, college degrees, um, professional careers, and they make more money working for us than they do in the field in their country. So for us, there's an extreme pride in the fact that we're really helping folks where they live and what, and we're helping small business owners. We both, both Josh and I, the owners of VAs for Gems have been small business owners for years. We understand the struggle and we know, we, we know that we know that we know, just like every business owner that's listening to this, that if you can solve people's problems, you're doing the right thing. And this is solving people's problems. So the plans keep going. And um, we are, we have uh, physical therapists that we serve. We have coaches, like not fitness coaches, just like online coaches that we serve. It, it, we've, we've chatted with realtors. It really doesn't matter because mm-hmm. everything is learnable. What I like to say is our, our team, it, they, they, um, they acclimate. They learn, they acclimate, and they they act. I mean, they just know they're they're very good at learning. One of the key things about Filipinos is where we get most of our our team is that they love learning. Like they literally embrace that, and for them, that's a that's a benefit. So if if a if a business comes to us and says, "Hey, I need this done," and we're like, "Oh, we don't know how to do that," but we can learn it. I'm going to pay my staff to go learn it. And right. then they're going to come back and probably be better than, uh, you know, an uh, in, in-house person might be at it unless they're professionally trained. Right, right, right. Now, the, uh, yeah, everything like I said, I can't, I can't, I have no complaints about any of the work that's been done for me um, with you guys. Um, you know, you guys have a, a great product um, and something which not only is a great product, but, you know, it works, right? And it helps, right? It helps. It actually helps the people who are doing the work because you're paying them more than they would um, traditionally in their country from a job that they can get. Um, it helps the gym owner, right? And so it's a win-win situation for everybody. Um, I know you guys. I know you guys are busy, um, so I don't want to take too much of your time, Scott. I asked the same set of four questions to every guest, um, and so we're going to run through those now. Um, I'm a big quote guy. I like, I love reading quotes and, you know, like those inspirational quotes, motivation Monday is probably my favorite day, just going through like the hashtag just to hear the different quotes out there. But if you had one quote, which is like your mantra or which, what you always come back to, um, refer to, um, what quote would that be? I don't think it's a really famous quote. Uh, I think uh, one of my my favorite authors, um, uh, Andy Andrews, he he I heard him say once is your 
your response is your responsibility. And this isn't really based on business, but it's everything about business. So really, you have a choice to take things personal or not. And how you respond is on no one else other than you. And that, that includes when a client tells you that they're no longer going to be a client. That includes when a landlord says you can't have a property. That includes when you, you've got a bill that shouldn't be that bill for your business. The way you respond is everything internally and externally. So that's, that's something I lean on all the time. I like that. I heard something similar somewhere. I can't remember where, but it was similar to that. But that's that's really that's really key um, because as a business owner, not not everything's going to be smooth sailing. And how how you respond at the moment, and then how you respond with the situation as a whole, um, those two things could you know set you back or move you forward. Um, All right. Second question is. I'm a, uh, another favorite thing of mine is books. Um, I have a bookshelf of books and if I can ever get rid of my phone addiction, I can actually get through some more of the books on my shelf than I have. But, um, is there a book which really set you in that, that you, that you would recommend to anybody to read? Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be business. It just in your field, it could just, or, anything, but is there a book, which like, if somebody's like, Hey, I need a book to read, what book would it be? That is such a hard question because I, so to kind of preface this, um, I used to be like a book gobbler. I mean, book, 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 after book, business book, self-help book, professional book, all these things. And, um, a year and a half ago, I heard on a podcast, someone say, stop reading so much. And, um, but when he explained it, I was like, whoa. And so my policy now, and this isn't your question, but I'm getting there. My policy now is when I do, when I read a book, I have to keep reading it over and over again until I've mastered something in it. (laughs) And so instead of just like, you know, taking in all this stuff, I want to become proficient in something that I've learned from that book. And so that usually means I get through it twice. And so it's a discipline that I am, I'm married to. Um, it's it, because I've seen the impact it's had on my life. So I have to tell you that the last book I read, and it was, I think, three times was The Obstacle of the Way. So it's the same thing as your response is your responsibility. The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday will help you with everything in life because you've got to live in a manner of um, there. no matter what happens to me, I have an amazing opportunity. And when you're a business owner, stuff happens to you, you know, shit hits the fan all the time. There's no way around it. And so if you can reframe, you will find that you are so much more successful. And so that the only reason I'm choosing that one is because it's been super impactful. And it's the last one I finished. I, I like feel like I have mastered at least a segment of that. I think it's a years and years and years in process. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm, I'm reading, um, uh, killing the sick or something about sacred cows. And it's all about financial, about money. So that's a big one. It'll take me a few times, but, um, obstacle of the way is the way I can't recommend enough for people. Right. I've read part of it. And that once again, like, I, I don't know, this is, I think that's a very good, um, habit that you have going. I like, I get distracted yeah. and I don't end up coming back to it. But that's one that I've been meaning to finish, especially now after COVID, because COVID was this really big obstacle. And it kind of helped me, the obstacle, which was like 
so bad at the time. And I was like, actually brightened my horizons into what I was really passionate about. And I got into small business advocacy on the statewide level. Um, and, you know, and that's led me to do want to do more small business coaching because I saw the need for small businesses, especially not having the setup to flourish in a time like that. Um, you know, just from basic business practices, you know, right. not never to do offerings. And, you know, so now I'm like, I'm really passionate about small business advocacy and how it's the backbone of the economy and not just the gym segment or fitness segment, but like all segments of industry. Um, and yeah. trying to, you know, so, and that guy joined, you know, I'm part of a nonprofit in Rhode Island, which is the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. And I met a plethora of people who I would never have met before, who I consider awesome people who have entered my life and I can learn so much more from. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would never have met them. So, you know, like with every, you know, negative, there's positives that can come from it. I, well, the, before you go on your next question, that's where this really came to light for me is I saw two things happening with small business owners. They were either crumpling or they were using it as an opportunity. And, and so it was very, very like, I have to discover what the difference is. And I, I've discovered it. I think mostly some people fell, got lucky, some, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. Um, third, the third question um, is the keys to success. So um, I like streamlining things, right? So like I, ha I have like my, my three favorite stretch hack, right? Or three or four stretches, which is like, if I did these 10 minutes total every day, you're going to come up and you're going to be a much more mobile individual. Um, and those are, those are my, my three or four. Um, but I always think that, and I love to see this because it's kind of similar to a lot of stuff that Tim Ferriss has done. If you've read tools of the Titans where he, you know, breaks down high performers and to some of the attributes, which um, the attributes and their daily rituals of what they do. Right. So these I haven't read it yet. Um, I've read pieces. It's one of those where, like there, I think he has like 40 stories. So you don't have to read it all at once. Like, okay. like, you know, right. like, Oh, I'm going to go read one story here. And then like, Oh, I got 10 minutes. I can read one story here. And I don't want to read them in, in a row. You can like flip flop through the book type thing. Um, but what are your three keys to success? So I'm, I'm curious how I line up with, uh, with Tim Ferriss. So, uh, so if I only could get him on the podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So big game changes for me. Um, I am the master of my day. And if I can command my morning, I can command my day. And so I have a very, uh, it's, it's not a routine. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a routine, morning routine. It's a ritual because I've done it over and over and over again. And it absolutely will change me from a grumpy person to I'm ready to kill it every single day. The biggest part of that is my 10 to 15 minutes of gratitude. I do 10 to 15 minutes of out loud gratitude every single day. And um, talk about a mind shift. It was very difficult, took a lot of time, you know, over a year to get it to where I could go that long. And I have to be creative every single day because when you're grumpy, it's even harder. But by the time you're done with that, you're going to go crush it. And so number one, uh, number two is 
master your time. And mastering your time is having systems in place to be as productive as possible so that you may be as rested as needed. And so I, I have a personal system, personal operating system, as Tim Ferriss calls it, that I learned from um, uh, Nathan Holiday when I was working for him. And that system has organized my life in such a way that I can work extremely efficient, efficient. I can be present and not forget or miss things. And um, that is a game changer. Good luck finding someone to coach you on it. It's a million dollar coaching opportunity um, <laughs> that I was very fortunate, but the, uh, I have coached a few, th few people through it, but it's a game changer when you can command how uh, you use time. And I, I know that's a little out there, but um, you know, if you really want to get nerdy, it's, there's a book called getting things done by David Allen that goes into it. It's, but it's, it's, you'll, it's dry and it's boring and you'll never want to do it after reading it. But I did because I had someone pushing me. Um, and then number three, number three is, is just make sure your, your focus is on serving other people, um, solving problems. I just solve problems. If I, you know, like get out of your own head, get out of the, what am I going to do? And just focus on solving people's problems and everything's going to come. Cool. Um, those are three unique keys of success, I think, so far from the guests I've interviewed on both podcasts. However, I think those were the most in-depth and, um, you know, I think from the stuff I've read about high achievers are very similar um, to the high achievers. Ten minutes out of out loud gratitude in the morning. Um, that's, that's intense. So you have a wife and kids. Yeah. Are they around when you do this or? So because I have this, my morning routine now is two and a half hours long. Uh, so I've had to keep backing up my time that I get up in the morning um, because now it's become so ingrained in me. It's non-negotiable. I mean, like that includes my workout. So don't get, you know, okay. yeah, but, but I do, I get up and I, I, I do my affirmations. Uh, and those are based on whatever I'm needing to improve in my head and my mind. And they're based on my value ladder, but I get up and I go and I do a 45 minute walk. It's the same route. I can do it backwards. If I want to mix it up, it's dark as dark outside. And I walk, I do not care what the weather is. I've walked in negative 21 degrees and I've walked in hundred plus humidity. Cause I live in Texas and it gets weird here. Um, but I, there's a certain spot in my walk. I know it's time to do that. And I know how long 10 minutes is. And if I'm not done, I keep going. And so it's part of the part of that walking routine. And I do do it out loud. It's not super loud, but I do it out loud, but it's early in the morning, but crack of dawn, no one's out. Sometimes <laughs> I have to, I mean, I've, I've had people walk up behind me and like, Oh, they must think I'm crazy. What it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like saying, Hey, I'm, I'm out loud. I'm super thankful for who's, you know, people are gonna be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. They're not, you know, he's weird, but that's cool. <laughs> so yeah. There we go. All right, Scott, last question. Um, if you were in my seat and you were interviewing yourself, what is one question you would have asked yourself that I didn't ask? Oh, one of my favorite questions is um, if you were to look back at your, um, maybe your, your child or, uh, you know, or someone you knew that you, you, that you mentored or coached, if you were looking in the future and see them, 
what would make you happy? Uh, what would make you feel like you've, you've passed your legacy on? Mm -hmm. so I think that's a really good thing to think. Cause like, what do I want to see my son doing 30 years from now and be like, wow, I did something right. So that's a question that I ask. Okay. And what would you like to see your son doing in 30 years? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't just say the question. You got to answer the question. <laughs> so for me, because it's something I've done for so long as an entrepreneur and as a, just a, like a, oh, like I, I push, put my own value in problem solving and working really hard, which was a mistake. But for me, it would be working his ass off when it was time to work and then being just as good or better at totally tuning out and tuning into the people he loves. So it would be complete attention and presence with those that he cares about. It would be the ability to do when you have to work, you're, you're a machine and you're productive and you're not wasting time. And when you have to not work, you're doing what you should be doing. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question too. And making me think, <laughs> Good. So, yeah. I use it. you know, I, I, you know, I, I know from my own fault, especially in times like where I'm in this transition period, right? Like my day is not structured and I need to start building structure into it. Um, and I need to, you know, um, I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday where somebody's like, um, I think it was Rogan saying he was going to buy a flip phone just so he can like talk and text and he didn't have any of the other stuff and then have the phone at the house so he can do the apps when he needed to do the apps, but like just to allow him to have more presence. Um, and I'm like, I'm pretty intrigued by that. And I, yeah, I might be, I might be doing that because, you know, like as great as this thing is, it's one of the most negative things, especially um, when it comes to my kids sometimes. And it's tough to break an addiction. And I, yeah, I need to like do something drastic like that. And it's like, and I don't want to not have my phone because I don't want to miss like a phone call that's important or a text that's important, you know? So, um, so cool. one more thing, yep. one more thing, one more thing. Uh, because, because almost everything I talked about or my success and the things that I've, I've been, were internal, they're, they're singular, but something that I, I just got done with the conversation with was um, no matter what it is you're doing, if you want to be better at it, you either have to have a mentor or a coach. Yep. Mentors are extremely difficult to find. And, um, and that's okay. You should never stop searching for one. That's the beauty of coaching. And right. so something I tell people is like, one, if you want to be elevated, if you want to elevate yourself, you need to surround yourself with people who are better at what you're doing or have been through it before. And if that, you know, and then you need to hire a coach. Those are non-negotiables for me. Mm -hmm. I will never go a day probably in my life again without a coach in whatever it is I'm doing. So like I'm saying this because I wholeheartedly believe in what you're doing and I know the need, right? And I know that, that. It's hard for people to understand the value, but when you do it, you'll realize that the, that ROI, you know, um, ROI with VAs for gyms is time. We, we're going to give you time back, but the ROI for a coach is there is there's a monetary ROI, right. and it's so worth it. Right. Cool, Scott. Thanks very much. Um, how can people find you? Woo. Uh, <laughs> um, that those those socials are a big deal, right? So right. we have a website. 
www.vasforgyms.com um, or at the, well, yeah, I don't know. I did that wrong, but you get the point. And then um, we're on, we are on the socials, VAs for Gyms. We have a group on Facebook, Instagram, it's VAs for Gyms. And then I also have a group called the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, which is for men who are, happen to have kids as well. And it's all about some of these things like, uh, you know, controlling what you can control and not worrying about the rest and then being a better person. So those are where you can find me. I got to get on that again, because I was on it with my other Facebook account, which Facebook shut off for only reason being I put a picture of social media is evil. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden I violated community guidelines. There's nothing else political in my entire thing. And And I posted that and saying, I need a break from Facebook. I posted that picture up. And like, next thing you know, I, I, all my social media got shut down because it was all linked and I went in and I couldn't log in. They said I violated community guidelines. So, um, I gotta be, I'm going to hop on that brotherhood of the fatherhood, um, cool soon with my, my new Facebook, which, um, and, uh, I got to get back on there. So Scott, thanks very much for your time. This was a lot of great insight into what you do, the service you do to help gym owners and small business owners, um, as well as insight into, things which are going to help people just be better freaking human beings, not only just better business owners. So I appreciate your time. And until next time, we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the No Risk Business Performance Podcast. Please be sure to check out the show notes for any information pertaining to our guests, as well as to how No Risk Business Performance can help your very small business. If you found the information useful, please be kind and share it with your friends who also own very small businesses so they can benefit from the advice that our guests can provide. I'm your host, Judah Boulay. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.